The Sixers Group Therapy Podcast. It's, I think it's been a little over a week since our last episode, but I'm here with the full squad, and that includes first June one. Happy New Year, fellas! Sorry for the background noise of this uh, clarinet playing. Ah, keep uh, it going. <laughs> but Happy New Year, fellas! And uh, my New Year resolution is to get eight hours of sleep every day. Ooh. Way past my bedtime now, but this is for the pod. Let's do it. How, what do you wake up at 4 a.m.? <laughs> I try to. Jesus. Wow. <laughs> I'm surprised you haven't been getting eight hours of sleep because <laughs> we'll be texting you past eight o'clock and you're already you're already out. You you you've skipped some Eagles games because of your bedtime. Yeah, I'm so screwed in the morning. Oh man. <laughs> Next we have the guy who, who he won, he called for this podcast, he, a state of the union address, if you will. That is Dave Tobacco. I'm ready to address. I need it. I'm happy, thrilled, thrilled. Been been waiting to pod. Been waiting to pod. I'm gonna get you back in, Nuge. I got my I got my car salesman pants on. You're you're done for, buddy. You don't stand a chance. You guys, uh, you guys are gonna have to leave me through because I haven't watched a game in like two months. And last but not least, we have JB Mudbones. How are you? I'm good. I'm probably in the middle between you and Dave in terms of back on the wagon. Um, I did see we we sent Melton back to the bench, which made me sad. Oh, the the Maxi start last game. And Tucker and and Tobias. Oh, Tucker. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll talk all about them, especially Tobias is an interesting topic that I definitely want to get into. Let's start um, there. Shout out, shout out, Cohen. Let's start with Toby. <laughs> let's let's do a quick recap because it's uh you know it's been a little bit since our last episode. So let me just I have to look it up. I have it pulled up on my screen because I really don't know what's going on. But the Sixers are in fourth. They are the fourth seed. They are twenty five and fifteen. Only three and a half games back by uh, from number one, the Boston Celtics. Number amazing, two, isn't that's, it? Yeah, it's that's you'd never eh. you'd never know. You'd never know. <laughs> three and a half still, <laughs> never know. Three and a half still kind of a lot, but then the, the, number three is the Milwaukee Bucks, and then you have your Sixers. Uh, so, Dave, I, I think you should take it. If, if you want to have kind of an opening statement or if you want to dive right into Toby, it's up to you. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. No, I, you know, I think um, we'll st- I'll start with Toby. I think this is a great version. This is the version of Toby. If we have to have him, I mean, he's doing <clears throat> all the things we wanted him to do. I commend him for that. Um, he's, uh, it's funny because he was playing like the best he's ever played as a sixer. And then he had the whole infamous, uh, tell a friend to tell a friend, I'm a sharpshooter. And then he totally regressed below the mean for the, for the following few games. So that was just classic, but, uh, no, he's, he's, uh, playing like he did in the playoffs last year, which was great starring in his role, not pounding the air out of the ball and, and draining the shot clock, backing someone down and catching and shooting, quick release and uh, playing defense and it's great. I think he's uh, I think this is the best version of him and uh, I will gladly ride out his contract. If, if this is the version that he sticks with. There were some, some talks about some trade discussion. Was it Cleveland and what have been Cleveland and the Knicks? 
do Ugh. anyone does anyone on that team appeal to any of you? If I was a fan of either of those teams and they traded for Tobias Harris, I'd, I'd probably harm myself. I think we talked about that before. I mean, oh my God, <laughs> talk about the the young and promising cores that are making waves and having great seasons, and then you just you just fucking do what we did. Ugh, ugh, no thanks. But yeah, I would be. I mean, I wouldn't. I would have to look at it. But yeah, I'm sure both of those teams have players that I would like over uh, over Tobias. If, uh, if I'm being honest with myself here, uh, Dave, have you have you been watching every game? What's 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 it been like? What's how's life? Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Since the win streak, uh, since the win streak, I have been all the way back in, um, and they look great. They look great. I mean, Embiid. So my dad is. Uh, I can't. He hates Embiid. I mean, I, I can't believe it. It's like Covington plus Nerlens times ten. Is, is how my dad feels about Embiid right now. And it's like, I think he's definitely a little too hard on him because, I mean, he's averaging like 35 points a game and is just like a walking offensive monster. But my, my dad just can't get over how, you know, half the time he just kind of like picks and chooses when he's engaged and is not always crashing the glass and uh, he just can't get over it. But I mean, he's unbelievable. I've, I thought he would take a step back this year. It looked like he did, but I think it's just a classic slow start to the season. He plays himself into shape, and he's the best. So uh, I am enjoying him while he's still in his prime. I still don't think it'll be much longer. So it's great that it's here now. And then uh, Max, he's starting to look a little bit better. It's a shame he got hurt when he did because he was our best player uh, until he broke his foot. But he's, uh, he's, he's getting back into playing shape now, and Harden just looks fantastic. He looks the best he's looked since he's been here. He looks like he's quick, like he's shooting the three without hesitation. He's knocking it down. He's leading the league in assists. And um, he's even like kind of giving effort on defense. So I think this is like the best Harden has looked since he's been a sixer. We talked about Toby. Um, Melton in the starting lineup was great. I wish they secretly wish they kept that going because that's when they had the nine game win streak or whatever it was. Uh, But and I, and I thought maybe we always talked about Toby coming off the bench for the greater good. But uh, I thought that they started with Maxi off the bench, which is the same same thing in theory. Just you know, kind of sp- spreading out your ball dominant scores and uh, having one of them come off the bench and feast on second units, like Lou Williams and Jamal Crawford did for the Doc Rivers Clipper teams. And uh, but Maxi's back in the starting lineup, so there goes that dream. Thanks, Doc. Uh, but yeah, I mean, and speaking of Melton, he is incredible. I mean, what a steal! What an unbelievable steal! Danny Green, who hasn't played this year yet, and the the rookie who hasn't played for Memphis, and he's just like a core rotation player, probably are in our crunch time five. So kudos to Daryl for a great draft night trade for Melton. And uh, yeah, I love it. They're coming together. You know, it's this, it's pretty much the same team as last year, and they have some chemistry now. And everybody, knock on wood, is currently for the most part healthy and in shape. And Montrez Harrell is. Uh, <laughs> This he's the last few games <laughs> he has been. I know I'm running with this right now, but uh, I'll I'll end after this. But this is the version of Montrez Harrell that I was excited about when we picked him up last minute. Even though I'm always Team B-ball, Paul Montrez Harrell is scoring. He's dunking. He's screaming, and it's fun right now. Although I have no doubts that it will ultimately bite us in the playoffs when Doc forces him in there and it is not going well. So, uh, but I'm, I'm here for the ride and it's, it's, it's fun right now. So 
that's my long-winded answer of uh, the current the current team. Does anybody have any thoughts on that? Anything they'd like to add? Uh, I know Anne hates watching Harold. <laughs> Just <laughs> <laughs> catching up on the tail end. Um, sure hates him. I, I did watch the Detroit game and and the whole pregame was just hyping up how well he played to fill in for Joel. And I, I just like, I don't care with about that. I mean, like that's, that's good. Great. But it's more important to be the better backup because if someone needs to fill in for Joel in the, in the playoffs, then we're screwed anyway. Mm-hmm. But is he the better 12 minute backup center over B-ball Paul? I have, Honestly, no idea. Wow. I know it's more fun the root for B-Ball Paul, and that one's not like a shot at Harold. We just love, love B-Ball Paul. But it is uh, – and you mentioned this, like I, I see the tweets of like no one giving him B credit. He's just like a lost – a no-hope MVP candidate. And, and, it, and it is crazy. Like his numbers are absolutely absurd. Like in the same ballpark – Arguably better than some of all the other. Who is it? It's it's Luca, Jokic, and Tatum. Is that the three that they're saying? I mean, I I would mm-hmm. give it to Luca, but if Jokic gets it again, then I'm out. <laughs> yeah, I, I it's might really place a big fat bet on Jokic. I, yeah. it's, it's gonna happen. I, I I actually might look at the odds right now as we as we speak. But Embiid is averaging thirty three point six points at second. 9.9 rebounds, 4.4 assists. So uh, that's second. That, Who's first? That's Luca. Wow, Luka? 34. Probably Luca. Holy shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that was actually going to be one of my topics. What does Embiid have to do to earn some respect? But um, I think it might be out the door. Uh, we almost about seems like, and... almost seems like there's an agenda. Sorry to cut you off, Nuge. No, you're But it almost like... seems like there's an anti Embiid agenda you know what i mean what was the was it the podcast with was it bond temps or right, i always confuse them and then it was our our, our boy windy who went mm-hmm. discussing it uh i think the other guy bond temps or reynolds whoever was mentioned that the voters like Embiid, and then when he cut him off and was like excuse me the voters do not like Embiid." <laughs> did you hear that clip did you hear that clip no, I didn't. Oh, I, but I it doesn't surprise me. It's, it's it's very good. It's very good. Um, oh, disgusting. Speaking of of B-ball Paul, and I wasn't aware of this until I listened to the last Ricky episode. Did you guys know he's like fully running his own sweatshirt business or something? Yeah, it's yes. it's pretty awkward. I've seen some tweets where he's not the best salesman, but I did try to buy some merch once, but it was out of stock. It was a like I don't know the right. Uh, the right word it was a like a button down shirt or button up whatever and shorts that were literally just like spotted with his face all over them i thought it was so funny <laughs> <laughs> so but, but what happened b-ball paul went on the ricky months ago and um very awkward just not not a good interviewer and uh <laughs> and then a couple weeks ago uh the ricky Twitter account tweeted a picture of the, of his out the, out the mud hoodie that they bought and, or that somebody sent them and B-ball Paul replied to the tweet, Hey, got to come on the podcast soon. Like totally 
unaware that he has already been on the podcast before. <laughs> <laughs> and then he like, I guess his mentions blew up and he like replied and said, come back on the podcast asterisk. But uh, he absolutely 1000% forgot that he had been on the podcast already. <laughs> I have no, no doubt in my mind. So that, that happens. So that's why we love B-Ball Paul over Montrezl. One wonder, of the many reasons. If one of the reasons he can't get on the court is he's a little, a little dumb. Yeah. <laughs> like, probably he can't is. remember the plays, can't remember rotation, something like that. I'm sure. You know, stupid <laughs> fouls right away. Stupid Media fouls. fouls as soon as he gets in the game. But I think with him and Harold, it's like offense versus defense, really. And uh, yeah. Harold's going to score. B-Ball Paul's going to make the hustle plays and get the steals and the offensive rebounds. And uh, that absolutely – the latter matters more in the playoffs. So it should be B-Ball Paul, but it won't because of exactly what's happening right now. Trez is oh, scoring. Yeah. He's averaging like 18 points a game in his last three, and uh, that's good enough for Doc to play his guy to the death. So uh, we will we will sink with Montrez backup ship. I have no doubts. So worth mentioning that since that, if you guys remember the horrible overtime loss in Houston – the Sixers are 13 and three. Um, looking at the schedule real quick, probably the, the eh, not that many good teams. They did beat the Clippers, who were reeling a little bit. Um, but but June, uh, Dave seems to be tuned in. JB says he's halfway between me and Dave. What about you? You've been watching every game. What do you, how do you feel? I know you're the biggest Tobias fan. Um, <laughs> I may have to call you out on this, and I'm guilty of it myself too. When the Sixers weren't doing well, uh, June was pretty anti Embiid. Like we be we have a Eagles group, uh, and then we talk about the Phillies and the Eagles, and then you slip in a little a little stray bullet and be like, we talk about Bryce Harper and Jalen Hurts, and you go like, oh, they they got it, and then you you just slip in, unlike Embiid or something like that. You and you know it. <laughs> So go I ahead, tell us about. I mean, I feel like the Sixers have taken a backseat this season so far because, one, the Phillies' playoffs was amazing, and then the Eagles continue this insane streak of winning until the Minshew mania took over for a bit. Uh, but now it's fully Eagles playoff mode, and the Sixers are still in the backseat. I do tune in time to time. Like, you know, it's like a it's like an episode of The Office, basically. Like, you just turn on the background. You know, you expect the same thing that's going to happen. Like, what do you expect? Uh, they're going to beat bad teams. And, you know, we're going to beat some good teams. But show our true selves, you know, maybe in the playoffs. But for now, you know, just coasting along. But uh, I think Dave loves uh, Montrezl Harrell. <laughs> but every time I tune in and I watch him play, he's like barely dunking the ball and gets overly excited and yells. <laughs> That's why I like him. I, lo- I, love, I love screamers. I can't help myself. <laughs> he's like barely dunking the ball and he's like screaming <laughs> at like Capella. Um, but I don't know how that's going to hold up in the playoffs, but. It's going to be, I don't know, man. I, I really don't know. I'm kind of tuned out of it now because of the Eagles. Maybe after the All-Star break, when no other sports are on, I'll be more tuned in. But, I mean, we have good signs, you know. Embiid's playing his best basketball of his career, I guess. 30, what, 34 points a game. 
And James Harden's averaging a double-double. And we have some good role players now. Tobias actually playing decently. But we'll, we'll see, man. We'll see. Playoffs a different beast. I do think the Phillies did do the Sixers, well, partially a favor and partially not. Like, Harper was put on display and was, like, the best thing that ever happened to Philly sports. Like, he was a motivational dude in the locker room or clubhouse, whatever. And then literally every big moment he would hit bombs. Um, and then we get to Embiid, who has a different personality. He's quiet, he's a quiet leader, lead by example, whatever you might say. And that's that's it's not unfair to say that's wrong or bad. You can't just make someone into someone leading a huddle like a football game. That's just not him. And it was just like, oh, we have one team that made a miracle run to the World Series, and one team at this time is underperforming like the 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 comparison was probably uh whether it's fair or not it was probably expected but we were also playing like shit so that Phillies hangover made maybe made some people not care as much me included that's a great point JB I never thought about that I never thought about that I always thought that the Phillies miracle run and the Eagles great season did us a favor because it kind of kept us out of the microscope and hopefully allowed us enough time to work out the kinks, which it may be lining up that way. But I never thought about the Bryce Harper thing because <laughs> that is interesting. That is interesting. It sounds like a, like a topic, a WIP topic, which my dad is a heavy listener <laughs> of and uh, makes me wonder if, because Embiid is not that vocal leader that brings the passion every night, if everybody just thinks he's a big fat loser now. And uh, since he has all the talent in the world and just, you know, kind of takes 50, 50 with when he brings it. But uh, interesting. Interesting. I like that. The stamp on that. Can't wait for the Phillies. (laughs) (laughs) Go from the Eagles, right? to the Phillies who cares about the, the Sixers during that period. Um, you guys know I'm I'm guilty of it. I, I love Embiid. He's my favorite player of all time. But mm-hmm. I started questioning him. Like, the Bryce Harper thing definitely had something to do with it. The Jalen Hurts being an MVP candidate. And it's just like, <laughs> obviously, apples and oranges. But it's just like, Embiid, you watch him. You think he's so freaking good. And, like, you look at our past playoff performances and like how we haven't been able to get out of the second round. It's, it's fucking disappointing. He you definitely, know, it, it he hurts. has, he has such bad body language half the time. It, it, it started, it started to wear thin on me. I'm, I'm going to admit it. it. It definitely did start. You guys know, I, I said it in the chat, a lot of it's tongue in cheek, but it did kind of get on my nerves. And I, I think I said at one point when they were probably after the Houston game, I, I think it's the beginning of the end. I might've said it on the last podcast too. But uh, I, Dave, you seem like you're a little more optimistic. They seem to be playing well. Uh, January is, we know January is our time. So maybe a little, they could give us a little more confidence. But, uh, and I have to admit, I haven't watched a game. And so, so we, we got to talk about this too. The, the Sixers are third, 12 and one in the last 13 games I didn't watch. <laughs> Should I not watch? <laughs> You got to watch. But you have to watch. If someone was to tell you the Sixers have a very good chance to contend, but you can't watch any games, would you be able to do it? 
I might oh, you have tell, to, you tell, I, you tell us, you tell us. Sec- <laughs> yeah. It's me in the situation, right? <laughs> That's um, a tough one. I don't know. I'll, I would try my best. I, I'll, maybe I'll keep doing it and see how they do throughout the month of January, February. I don't know, but I don't know. The I last to, two games I watched, they lost. I have, I tend to think I have pretty good willpower, but that's a tough one. That's not fair. Are, are you guys superstitious? Uh, uh, sometimes depends. I'm very depends. superstitious. <laughs> so I, I think there's a chance I should not watch another game for the rest of the season. You got to watch. You got to watch because they've had some, they've had some stinkers that you didn't watch. Like you didn't watch. Okay. The game against Chicago on Friday night last week, Zach Levine had 30 points in the third quarter. Eh, no one beat. Like, no one beats. No one beats. No He's beat. undefeated was, against the, the Bulls. <laughs> uh, it was just ridiculous. Like they were, we were playing well, you know, for no one beat. We we're playing pretty well. And then Levine just hit 10 threes in the third quarter and he just couldn't miss. It was ridiculous. He was pulling up from, you know, every hand in his face and just not, not even touching the rim. And it was just one of those things like Nuge must be watching, but he wasn't. He wasn't watching. And it's the weird <laughs> shit happens. So, you know, so tell us about, all right, Nuge, what have you been up to? Tell us what other hobbies you got going on now since you're trying to France? break up with the Sixers. So uh, I'm trying to read more. My first. Any, any good book recommendations for the, for the listeners out there? So not yet. I actually just ordered, um, which I thought was interesting. I actually don't even know what it's really about, but it sounds interesting. It's like the subtle art of not giving a fuck. Ooh. Oh, my boss gave me that years ago. Yeah, and uh, first couple pages. Dave, did you read it? <laughs> <laughs> read it. I own it. Yeah, no, I have I it. It's, it. In my, it's on my it's on my bookshelf. <laughs> I don't. I think I might have tried a couple years ago, and like I found it interesting. I don't remember what it was about, but I was like, I, I am trying to read more. Let me try to do that. But um, interestingly enough, the, a book I'm reading right now is a a cookbook. Um, Ooh, if you ever heard of Kenji Lopez Alt on YouTube? No. Um, great videos. He's, he's really funny actually. Cause he's just, he's like kind of awkward, but he's like a food scientist. And so he has his cookbook where he like, will break it down into like the basis of cooking. And then it will have like chapters of like steak or pasta or something. And then in those chapters, but besides the recipes, he'll like debunk food myths. So like, are you guys like big steak people? Mm-hmm. So he'll, he'll, I've heard so many different things from so many different YouTube chefs, like you got to let it come to room temperature. You got to salt it right before salt it 30 minutes before. And he like actually tests it out. And he like, for example, he'll find that it doesn't really matter if you cook it when it's right out of the fridge or if you keep it at room temperature, it doesn't really make a difference. He found that like, if you salt your steak, it has to be 40 minutes before or right before or at least 40 minutes before or right before, because if you do it in between, it's going to draw all the fluid and then you're not going to get a good crust, things like that. So it's like really fascinating stuff. Um, and then other than that, I did just come back from Paris. You guys Ready? know I, I hurt my knee, um, mm-hmm. embarrassingly enough, just by walking. Um, <laughs> and yeah, it just, it, I walked, I was in Brussels. I guess it was a little rainy. Uh, I don't remember slipping. I don't remember an event that hurt it. But uh, the next day, it was just, it was sore. And my, both my knees were sore, but like I thought it was just general soreness from walking. And my left knee got better. And my right knee, just as the day progressed, this got worse. And I tried to walk up the stairs, and that's when I, like, it really hurt. 
Um, so I was a little hobbled in Paris. It did not take away from the experience. I was able to get places, uh, but beautiful city. Um, if you guys have ever, it it's it was it, the architecture is so nice. It almost puts like U.S. cities to shame. Like it, it's really nice over there. And um, if you guys have ever been to a European city, I highly recommend it. It's really cool to see the culture there and uh, the different types of buildings and everything. It's I really enjoyed about, it. So. About the food, though. Um. <clears throat> We actually did not have a lot of French cuisine. Uh, I don't know about you guys, but when I think French cuisine, I think of like fine dining. And mm-hmm. oftentimes Art. I feel like that gets like lost on me. I feel like I don't, I'm not someone who would appreciate all that stuff. Um, I'm more of like a street food guy and all that stuff. But so we only went to a couple places. We did go to a lot of like pastry shops and like boulangeries and had croissants and baguettes. And so those were all great. I'd say nothing to write home about. This is, might be a hot take, but I think anything you can get there in Paris, you can get equally as good in Philly. Mm-hmm. I think Philly's a really good food town. I think it's, it is. it's one of the best food cities in the world. Absolutely. I think it's really good. You can get a lot of great stuff here. I, there's a South Philly joint um, that makes croissants. Are, they're Vietnamese own. Just as good as any croissant I had in Paris. I swear to God. Hmm. I like What's that. for yeah. Was were the was it an Eagles game or something that you went to like a Philly bar? I did. I went to. It wasn't a Philly bar, and we only have ten minutes, so we'll get back to Sixers stuff too because I forgot to pay for Zoom. But um, <laughs> and we went to a uh, an American sports bar. It was called the Moose, yeah. and that was really interesting because it was like um, people. It was tourists who were going to root for the Eagles. I went to go. I wanted to see them clinch. The number one seed versus the Saints, but then Gardner Minshew and Shane Steichen happened and, and all that. Um, but then there were a lot of French fans that were um, NFL fans. And it was just interesting to be like, why are you a fan of the Panthers <clears throat> and stuff like that? So I, we talked to a few locals and that was kind of cool. So um, overall fun trip. And uh, I highly recommend it. Get a chance to go. Beautiful at night. Sweet. But no Sixers for me. I haven't watched a Sixers game. And uh, the, the last two Sixers games I watched were, I think, the Wizards, they blew it, and then the Pelicans. Uh, and then they won all, all the other games after that. Jesus. Um, the Bulls game, I was on my way back to the States, so that knew my presence was there. Mm. So that could be it, too. Interesting. Um, I, I need a sign. If, if someone's like, you can't watch the Sixers and they won a championship, I, I'll do it. You got to watch, buddy. You got to <laughs> you gotta just rip the Band-Aid off. Listen, all the new, the new hobby thing, I said this earlier, I've done it. I went through a new hobby phase, and uh, – You'll always come back and it's never always, it's never all good. It's never all bad. There's the Bulls games. There's the Wizards and Pelicans games, but then there's the games last night where they score 150 points and just looking totally incredible and beat the teams. Yeah, exactly. They should, you know, in years past, they've barely squeaked by or they blow a 20 point lead or something, you know, last night they just absolutely, you know, pulled their dicks out and were the best team in the, in the, in the, in the, and, you know, took care of business and uh, just looked incredible. Everybody scored in double figures and beat at 36 points in 20 minutes. Narlins looked good for a couple plays and that, but then MB just destroyed them. And uh, you know, the, the other hobbies, the new hobbies, they're good for the, for the bad times. When you need to unplug, you can shift over to something else, but then when it's good, you come back and you enjoy the good times. So water's warm, buddy. Get back in. <laughs> I'm a, I'm in a phase where I'm trying to learn new things and learn new skills, but like the six years are just like Jude said, they're just like a rerun to me right now. They're, I, I feel like they're the same team. 
I think in the playoffs, we're we're really far for the playoffs, but I think it's I know we have these new players. I think it's gonna come down to Embiid and Harden. And as much as I hate to say it, I don't trust them versus the Celtics. I don't trust them against the Bucs. And maybe not even versus the Nets, who I have I don't even know how Ben Simmons is doing. Is how is he doing? Uh, I don't think very good. Because the Nets are like killing it, right? So he's just playing what? his role, and that's all he needs to do. How are the Celtics so damn good? Like last year, they what their coach changed jobs to GM. They hired a new guy, some sex addict. Hmm. And they were what first place and went deep. This year they have their their coach scandal. New guy comes in and they're leading the pack for the East. I mean, uh regular season doesn't matter. We all know that, but it just still surprises me how how they've overcome seemingly pretty major distractions. I just think Tatum is phenomenal. I I everyone forgets I don't think there was any chance we were going to get him and but it just I you guys knew it I I didn't think he was good coming out of college I'm on record stating that and he is Kobe Bryant like I don't know what else to say like Jalen Brown is uh Tracy McGrady and I I don't know I I never like remember when the Celtics were I think they were 22 and 23 last year before they made their run oh yeah I'm just, and maybe it's just me being scarred. I, I never count the Celtics. They're just a good, they're a good organization. They're way better than the Sixers. I'd like to say one thing. I'd like to Sorry. take this opportunity to say that Sam Hinkie traded Arturis Goditis and Luka Mitrovic <laughs> for the pick that became Jason Tatum. And he also traded Michael Carter Williams for the pick that eventually became Mikael Bridges. So I just want to say that. And we traded one for Fultz and one for Butler or Toby. Toby. Mm, nice. <laughs> we got to have a pod where we revisit the, the process because like, I think it's, it's, we're so far removed. People were forgetting what the process was mm-hmm. um, like that, that Bozo that was at Ann's house that I had a conversation with. Um, Can we get him on the pod? No. <laughs> He was the most unpleasant person I've ever spoken to in my life. Joe had to pull me away from him. Um, He's a no. He was a Duke fan. I didn't like Coach K. I I want to talk to him. He was a weirdo. He was nothing would make him happy. Nothing. I want to have it. I want to have a debate with him. No, he got he got offended because I was. You know how I talk with my hands sometimes. Yeah. He got offended because he thought I was waving, waving my hands in his face. Oh, I'll offend him. Give me this guy. <laughs> Point a room with this guy. I don't even remember his name. I don't remember his name. Um, God, fuck, I forgot what we're talking about. <laughs> but um, we have four minutes left. So before, I, I do want to mention one thing. You know, there's like, do you guys know there's like a whole like Chinatown push not let the Sixers build the stadium? I've seen that. What's going on with that? Um, they're They're worried about like, you know, like pricing them out of their area and everything. I think it happened similar in DC, but I just mm-hmm. want to say the Sixers are such a sorry franchise. They don't deserve the city of Philadelphia moving anything to accommodate them. They, mm-hmm. they're a sorry ass franchise. If they want to, if they want to threaten to move to Camden, let them build it in Camden. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, go build it in Camden. You're a sorry ass franchise. I'm not redoing my season tickets. Yeah. Show us some, show us some positive results before you start trying to upend the city. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was it? 2032. Yeah, I think it was something like that. They're going to be the worst team in the league. They're, they're, they're going to be terrible. Yeah. It's like, yeah. 
I mean, there's a lot of stuff going into that debate, but I'm personally haven't done any of my own research like many things, but clearly the Sixers want to do it. So screw them. <laughs> stay, stay strong, Chinatown. They all deserve it. <laughs> I mean, Push obviously, obviously this podcast is pro Chinatown. So, and, uh, anti Harris Blitzer entertainment. So, uh, <laughs> you know, all I right, say, this uh, is- Camden, it is. This is an honest question. We had three minutes left. We have some fun stuff to talk about, but I realize if we ever wanted to extend it, we can just start a new room and I can just stitch all the audio together. Huh. Let me let me, do one, let me, let me do one more thing. Stuff? I got one more quick thing. I'll make it quick. JB, it. this is for JB. Uh, Bleacher Report, top 100 players or whatever it was, came out the other day. I don't know if you saw it. I don't know if any – I forgot to send it to the group, but um, coming in at number 19, James Harden. Mm-hmm. Coming in at number 20, Tyrese, say it, Jimmy. Tyrese Talliburton. <laughs> Currently leading Ooh. the league in assists. Number one, James Harden, 11 assists per game. Number two. Really? Tyrese Halliburton, 10.2 assists per game. I got another so, stat for you. you know, let's hear it. Age. Tyrese Halliburton is the only <laughs> player averaging 2010 <laughs> and shooting 40% from three. Mm. Mm. With his ugly ass shot? He's what, 20, 23? How old is he? 23? 22. Yeah. yeah 22. So. so you're telling me we could have had a back, a future backcourt of Tyrese Maxey and Tyrese Halliburton? Oh. He would have been Michael Carter Williams here. We all know that. Yeah, probably. Yeah, that, <laughs> shot, would, that shot would, uh, he would not forget. Have, not have translated to say the least. Oh, yeah. 100%. I didn't even think about that. Oh, yeah. yeah. It was yeah. never going to work out for us. <laughs> no, no. It's, and it's only working out for him because he's it's on the same team as TJ. Let's be real. Can I also say, even if the Sixers were good oh. enough, there's no way Adam Silver's letting us win the championship. There's no way. He has so much hate for us. Do, do you guys remember what do you say? The, what do you say to the kid? Yeah, he we didn't talk that about the process that. ruined Ben Simmons. That's what I was saying earlier when I was saying uh, that there is an agenda against Embiid. There really is. There really 100%. is. No, hundred percent. You're hundred percent right. We're, we, we only have not, a minute left, but I got one paranoid. more. That's legit. What's up, JB? You know what? I'm sure you all saw on Twitter what today was the six-year anniversary of. Yes. Nuge? June? I sent it. I sent it to the group this morning. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Oops, I missed it. Uh, the TJ oh, was, is it winner. TJ? Yeah. TJ game winner. I the Embiid, the the Embiid strangle. Oh, I didn't know man. Dave said it. Oh, I, I didn't connect the dots. I was at that game. Time hop. You were at that I was, game? I was oh, at the game man. with Drew Brescia. <laughs> oh, my God. With Drew Brescia. Yeah. That was a great. That's game. funny. Yeah, uh, guys, we're less we're at less than a minute left. Any last words? We still trust the process. Always. All right. See you guys in two months. Let's talk. <laughs> once a week, New Year's resolution. Once a week. Let's do we could do Wednesdays. once every other week. Wednesday. I could do once every. Well, we'll. How about we start with once every other week and try to do every other week. All right. Then, yeah. I'll, when then, it, I'll, then I'll buy Zoom again. When it starts to heat up after the All Star break, then we'll go. We'll go. Uh, we'll go once a week to the end of the All year. Right. Go birds. Go birds. See you guys. See you.